Welcome to the Real Estate Espresso Podcast, your morning shot of what's new in the world of real estate investing. I'm your host, Victor Manash. On today's show, we're talking about what's happening in real estate in China. You might be wondering how the Evergrande debacle happened. I've been to China and observed firsthand how commercial construction is broadly undertaken. And once you understand what I've seen firsthand, it's a little surprise there's issues. Housing developments in China happen as planned communities on a massive scale. They don't build a single building. They grab a piece of farmland and put up like 20 buildings all at once in a miniature city. These developments can house 20,000 or 30,000 people in a single project. You have to ask a simple question. Why would 30,000 people move right here? Is the construction of all these buildings enough of a reason for people to move here? On one of my visits to Shanghai, I witnessed the Jin Mao Tower, which was completed in 1999. My visit at that time was in 2001. At the time, the building was fully completed and completely empty for more than a year. It had been built on spec that somehow the demand would materialize. This 88-story building was completely empty for more than a year. In addition, there were over 40 buildings above 40 stories in height under construction in Shanghai at the same time. The amount of square footage represented by this construction is hard to fathom. Shanghai, of course, has continued to attract population, and that space is now fully occupied, but it's indicative of the mindset across the nation. In the U.S. and Canada, we don't generally build large projects without demonstrable demand. And I'm not here to say that we do it particularly better, There's no one right or wrong method, and the U.S. has had more than its share of financial screw-ups. Whether you think about the SNL crisis back in the 1990s, and then the subprime market debt crisis in in 2008. In both cases, the lenders overextended themselves compared with the equity in the lending institutions. But when undertaking new construction, the exit is of paramount importance. Assumptions are made about the time between completion of construction and final occupancy. And if those timelines get extended then the budgetary assumptions of debt service are no longer valid. And that's particularly dangerous when it comes to speculative construction. The leadership team at Evergrande built millions of square feet of new construction in smaller towns, where the demand failed to materialize. The business case appears to be based on a general assumption that migration from the rural farms into industrial cities would continue. And when that migration has continued to occur, it hasn't necessarily been in the locations where Evergrande built their residential buildings. Speculative construction is incredibly dangerous. Even in markets with demand in excess of supply, builders here in North America are usually pretty careful not to get ahead of the demand curve. And if the builders themselves don't have that discipline, the lenders who are funding the construction will usually impose it. Construction lenders are a pretty conservative bunch here, and they don't want to be left with a partially finished building. We need to put in perspective how much speculative construction was underway in China. About 21% of the homes in urban China were already vacant back in 2017. That equated to 65 million empty units. And that's according to data from China Household Finance. Now, I might not be a real estate genius, but it's plain to see that the practice of speculative construction ahead of demand can only have one or two possible outcomes. Number one, the central government was sponsoring it and therefore didn't matter. Or number two, it was going to end in disaster. It's not much middle ground. So this story, while it's been making headlines about Evergrande, it's not about Evergrande. See, the local governments appear to have been behind a lot of the speculation. The land sales have been a huge source of revenue to the local governments, and they've often exceeded local tax revenues. The incentive to sell land to developers has been present for a little while. Cities like Beijing and Shanghai have a shortage of development land, and the central government has limited sale of land in those major centers. 
So Evergrande went into smaller centers where local governments were eager to sell land. Initially, sales of apartments appeared to be strong, but the problem is that these smaller towns are actually losing population. Demographic trends are important in China as well. Construction, by itself, is not enough of an economic driver to sustain an economy. Once the construction stops, what else is there? What else is happening in the local economy to bring jobs? So far, all of the headlines center on Evergrande, but it's not about Evergrande. They were operating in an environment that was considered to be normal in just the way things are done in China. Nobody bothered to ask the obvious question. Where are these residents going to come from? Even with more than a billion foreign population, 65 million vacant dwellings should be enough to cause some basic questions to be asked. I know the laws are different in China, but there's one irrefutable law, which I consider to be almost like a law of physics, and that's the law of supply and demand. Demographics show the problem the world over. We have smaller towns and cities in Western Europe with shrinking population. Japan's population is shrinking. There's now over 11 million empty dwellings in Japan. Russia's population is shrinking at a rate of about 700,000 a year, expected to drop by 20 million in the next 30 years. Here, too, there's going to be a massive surplus of real estate. Now, don't get me wrong. I'm not advocating that China should aim to grow its population. We humans are already taxing the planet with overpopulation. But demographics and the laws of supply and demand underpin everything in real estate. Ignore them at your peril. As you think about that, have an awesome rest of your day. Go make some great things happen. We'll talk to you again tomorrow. <laughs>